there, welcome to the Food Guilt to Food Freedom podcast. I'm Emma, a dietitian specializing in disordered eating and eating disorders. If you've been dieting your whole life and feel swamped with guilt and shame by the world of diet culture and influences, you're in the right place. On this podcast, our mission is to crush confusion and give you tips and strategies to build a better relationship with food and your body. To get started, you can snag my free lunch builder to help you plan an action, a week of lunches that curb binges and fuel workouts. Head to emmaquokdietitian.com slash freebie to download it now or find the link in the show notes. Hello, hello, welcome back to another episode and on today's one we're going to be discussing the topic of, and a really common complaint I guess I hear of why your weight might be stuck even though you're eating less and moving more. Um, And the most common thing I will see when it comes to this topic is people being told that they're essentially not in a calorie deficit and to just eat less or yeah, the advice is usually eat less or move more. You're clearly doing one of those things wrong. Um, And people often come to me really frustrated. You know, they're like, I am eating so little now. I don't even know what's wrong. It's my body. It's my fault. Um, And feeling really confused as to what's going on. So really, I'm speaking to you if you've been on a mission to kind of lose those last few kilos for a really long time. And I guess you've tried every method under the sun and maybe you've even had some initial success, but then you eventually notice the weight has come creeping back on or just stayed really uh, like stuck or plateaued and you're feeling really, really frustrated with yourself. Um, And I guess I want you to think about whether you know, are you feeling better or worse than when you started all of this? Do you feel like you're not seeing any long-lasting change? And are you self-blaming for a lot of what is going on? So if that sounds like you, you're definitely going to want to stick around for this podcast in particular. Um, And I want to preface this by saying that you really, it's really not because you don't have enough willpower or you're not trying hard enough. What I tell ladies particular and and men that come to me with this stuck in this exact same boat is you clearly aren't someone who doesn't have willpower or you haven't been trying hard enough if you've tried a million different diets over the years if anything you are probably a lot more dedicated than people give you credit for right you have stuck to um, trying on diet after diet despite you know feeling like a failure after each one and so it's really you know are the diets are you failing the diets or are the diets failing you? Um, and today we're going to go through what that, why that is um, and why you're not alone if you're experiencing this. So first up, we're going to talk about why are you not losing weight? Um, and I'm going to take a stab in the dark and assume that if you're here listening to this podcast and you're sticking around, then you've been on that weight loss quest for a long time. Um, you're probably pretty fed up at this point. You're feeling like nothing is working for you. And you've been caught up in a lot of maybe weight loss media stories. You've seen, you've been, you know, eyeing off a ton of before and after pictures on Instagram. Your friends have been telling you about their new diet and how much weight they've lost. And you're just feeling like you're the only one who can't get it. Um, And everyone around you seems to be having so much success. So what I want to introduce you to first is the term homeostasis. I don't know if you've heard of this term before, but essentially it is um, when your body tries to keep everything as stable as possible to keep you alive. 
it is designed to do that, okay? Your body is a really well-oiled machine that's only job is to keep you alive and keep you functioning at your best. Your body really, really doesn't like change. In fact, it keeps you within some super fine limits in order to keep you alive. So when we think about homeostasis, I'm talking about things like your core body temperature, your blood pH levels. These have been fine-tuned to some really strict parameters that your body keeps them in um, because if it wasn't, you would essentially die, right? So why am I talking about this, right? Well, just like those things, your body's doing everything it can to keep your weight stable as well or within some fine parameters because that's where it likes to be. Um, And I know we have really been sold this equation, this really simple equation of energy in equals energy out. And as long as we are either uh, putting less energy in or expending more energy, we are going to either get weight loss or weight gain. Um, It's really simple, right? Like you probably picture it. It's a three-part equation. But what isn't talked about enough is pretty much that we're not that simple. We are not a math equation. We are very, very, very complex to the point that even within research, we don't know enough. We don't know enough about what is going on in the body. And even when it comes to say nutrition and sports research, it's very hard to uh, do research in these places because there's so many varying factors when it comes to being a human and different variables and moving parts that are going on. And so to really isolate and test one thing um, can be challenging. So we just, we really like homeostasis. We don't like change. Um, And if you've been in this dieting game for a while, your body is probably doing some crazy complex stuff in the middle of that equation that we don't talk about enough to keep things as stable as possible for you. Okay. It's trying to keep you alive and functioning at your best. And a really more simple way of explaining it is essentially like instead of energy in, um, equals energy out essentially and we either get weight loss or weight gain in the middle we're missing this really complex bit in the middle that needs to show like all these complex body mechanisms that are trying to keep that equal sign essentially from from changing um so if we just continue decreasing energy or lowering our calories for example long term our complex body mechanisms are going to kick in by putting our bodies into almost what i like to call power saving mode okay and it's going to decrease metabolism and do all this these other things around your body to conserve energy so just like your phone or your laptop your body will recognize that you're running on less juice and you're giving it less energy so it's going to power down non-essential functions in your body to accommodate for this over time to optimize what needs to actually be functioning to keep you alive essentially. Okay. So I'm going to go through five examples now of how your body conserves energy when you eat really low calorie long-term or you've been dieting for a long time. Number one, your body decreases the amount of incidental movement throughout the day to help you save energy. So make way, I guess, essentially for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, otherwise known as NEAT. Um, And this is any activity essentially during the day which is not directly related to things like sleep, exercise, or eating. So we're thinking about these really small movements throughout the day that you wouldn't even think of, like maybe it's readjusting in your seat, fidgeting with your hair, doing the knee jiggle at your desk, like these really small movements throughout the day um, that just kind of pass you by. 
Um, when your body is, I guess, in power saving mode, you're much less likely to do all these small movements because your body is fatigued um, and trying to conserve what little energy we've got left. So therefore, your overall energy output decreases even without like any specific awareness to it, essentially. Another way your body conserves energy is it just stops putting energy into building things like your hair, skin, and nails. So if you've started noticing perhaps that your hair is falling out, um, your skin is getting drier than usual, or your nails feel really weak and they're breaking more often, or if you've had a history of that, then it really might be a sign that your body has switched into power saving mode. Okay, hair, skin and nails, while potentially, you know, very important to us, isn't all that important to keeping you alive and your body doesn't recognize that. They're essentially non-essential things um, that, you know, it's not keeping your blood pumping around the body. It's not bringing in oxygen. So our bodies do recognize that, okay, we can probably hold off on, um, putting fuel into maintaining that and we'll sort of prioritize and redirect the energy elsewhere to other more important organs and things like that. So I guess I do want to flag as well. I know lots of people out there as well get sold the hair, skin and nail vitamins and things like that. And if you find that they do work for you, then you also want to be thinking, okay, why are they working for me? Because if they're working for you, it means you're deficient somehow. Um, and you're not getting it through your diet. And, you know, it's looking at, do we want to um, find a diet that nourishes those things appropriately without supplementation? Because you're probably better off just eating more food, which hopefully is an exciting thing and more delicious than a supplement and probably cheaper. <laughs> um, the third way that your body goes into power saving mode and conserves energy is it just stops supplying adequate fuel as well to the brain. So our brains are definitely obviously a vital part of keeping us alive, but the brain is also something that requires a ton of energy on a daily basis. If we're constantly underfueling, our bodies will still obviously direct energy to the brain, but it just lessens the dose. Um, and so some symptoms that you might find is that you might notice perhaps difficulty concentrating on tasks, almost this like kind of brain fog that settles over you, perhaps general overall fatigue and um, like irritability, you know, your emotions might be heightened or you might, you know, snap more easily, for example, because your brain is just not functioning at its, at, 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 at its optimum. The fourth way your body conserves energy is it just forgoes putting um, work into producing certain hormones. So again, hormones, while definitely essential for maintaining life, um, there are some that are more important than others, okay? And I guess the ones that are sometimes the least important are our reproductive and sex hormones. So if you think about it, these are really essential for fertility. And if you're not eating enough to take care of yourself, the last thing your body is going to do is prioritize its energy to potentially create another life. If you found perhaps that your period has disappeared, um, then that's definitely one that we want to be looking at getting checked out further, um, obviously to rule out any other possible causes. Um, but if they are all ruled out, um, it may very well be due to underfueling. Other signs might be also a loss of libido because if we're thinking where our body's not prioritizing sex hormones, we may also find um, an absence in, yeah, that, that libido and that drive. 
Um, and then the other thing that we might feel an absence of is those feel-good hormones, okay? So we're going to really perhaps notice a drop in our mood. So it really is important that we want to be feeling enough to be able to produce these hormones, if that's important to you, right? I think too often, especially in the sports space, um, it's really normalized to lose your period. And that is not a a normal thing to happen. It shouldn't be, um, but unfortunately it is normalized a bit and there is much work to do with, you know, spreading that awareness and changing the narrative and making that um, something to address rather than something to sort of achieve. The fifth way that your body conserves energy is it supplies, I guess, less energy to um, to the stores in your body and specifically to your muscles. So, Obviously, there are more ways that your body does this, but I'm just ending this one as my fifth um, flag for today because I know a lot of people listening as well probably do gym or sports or some sort of fitness um, in their routine. And we want to talk about that redirection of fuel to your muscles in particular because I know that's important to you guys. So if you're not fueling your body properly, your body's going to be driving again only to the essential parts. So thinking like heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, your brain, and there isn't much left over to top up your energy tank or supply it to your muscles. So this may present or um, as like quickly fatiguing during a workout. You might have a decrease in strength output. You might feel like you've been hit by a bus the day after a training session because your body hasn't got enough nourishment to kind of repair what you've broken down. So your recovery time might extend. You might find it harder to hit your next workout. Um, and while, you know, that's that might not be a, a big red flag for you, over time that's going to increase your risk of injuries, um, tearing, you know, muscles, long-term stuff that can impact on quality of life. So, you know, sometimes the immediate feels... Um, like that's fine, I can handle it, but what what if this is long term? What what are the detriments to your health in that sense? So I know I've gone through five examples of how your body conserves energy today, and I want to flag like that's not an exhaustive list. I've just kind of taken my top five that I wanted to talk about, but we know that all of them kind of lead to an overall decrease in energy output. Okay, so even though you feel like you couldn't possibly eat less or move more. We know why, like, you know, we it's not your fault. Your body's actually doing its job, okay? And we need to stop putting all this self-blame on us and just like eating less and compulsively exercising. So why am I bringing your attention to this? And I guess it's really because I think this rhetoric of, hey, just eat less and move more can be really harmful and actually can create a variety of further problems for you. Um, and so the top three is that number one, Eating less and moving more can just really increase your hunger and your cravings, right? Um, and when this happens, we do end up setting the stage for overeating or binge eating. Um, and this leads to eating more than you likely would have if you had stopped continually cutting your calories. And we go into this like binge restrict cycle that is so harmful. Another reason is we get potential nutrient deficiencies, okay? The less we eat, the more likely you're not going to be meeting your micronutrient needs in the long term. Um, and this can really negatively affect your health and further impact on your body functioning optimally. I think, again, we get shiny object syndrome and we don't think about the longer term consequences of trying to eat a really low calorie diet long term, for example. 
And the third thing that I think is is relevant to chat about is just muscle breakdown, okay? Moving more while not eating enough to support your workouts will likely just help you lose your muscle mass. And that um, not only likely gets you further away from your goals, but it's also going to decrease your metabolism further and um just essentially make you feel really crappy as well, right? And then you probably get really sore and fatigued from workouts. You enjoy it less and therefore, you know, we're at a higher risk as well of no longer um, participating in movement that we enjoy and that is good for our health again long-term. So what should you do instead or what can you do? And I know this is going to sound a bit crazy to hear, but your solution is really relatively simple. And it's that you need to probably eat more. If this podcast has resonated with you in any way, I would hazard a guess that you are not eating enough and eating more is the solution. You want to be ensuring that you are able to support and fuel your workouts as well as eat the bare minimum of what your body requires to function on a daily basis. And then on top of that, it's likely that we're needing to repair a bit of damage that you might have done to your body from doing the above things um, long term. We know that weight cycling is really harmful for the body. That is a whole probably other podcast in itself to talk about. But if the idea of eating more and adding more, you know, food into your diet, eating more variety is actually making a bit of fear and anxiety stir inside you, then again, a a little red red flag is probably waving at you at the moment that you might need a little bit more support. If you feel like you've forgotten how to even construct a meal, eat properly, please do reach out for me and remember that I do have a freebie lunch builder that will help you get started. That will be linked in the show notes um, as a starting point if you if you feel like that would be helpful. Otherwise, again, I'm more than happy for you to reach out over DMs if anything has stuck with you today and you'd like to speak about it um, in a bit more detail. So hopefully that's been helpful today. To recap, we have gone through why your weight is potentially stuck even though you're eating less and moving more. Um, we want to remember that we are not a simple equation and our bodies are very, very complex and is doing multiple different things to conserve the energy for us so that we can function optimally. Um, and finally, we want to remember why this rhetoric um, that is so common in the industry can potentially be more harmful than useful. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, found it useful, or you're just feeling a little bit wild with your spare time, I would so appreciate it if you can take a spare minute to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This is going to help me get the word out about this new potty. So thank you again, and I'll see you at the next one.